Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 135 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about choosing the right Instagram photos to improve engagement with Amy Eaton. I'm excited to chat with Amy today. She explains why the photos we choose to share on Instagram are important for increasing engagement and the types of photos our clients really want to see. We also talk about using Instagram to build relationships and the importance of having a consistent style. Amy shares her recommendations for finding photos and some tips for DIYing your own. Amy is a product and brand photographer turned educator and teaching creative entrepreneurs how to take gorgeous photos for their own business. Through her online courses, blog, and YouTube channel, Amy shares the how-to of brand and product photography in a simple and uncomplicated way so her students can learn quickly and effectively. She also hosts her own podcast, Bold Company, where she chats with other creative entrepreneurs candidly about their business journeys. Amy is a champion for creative business owners and is a strong advocate for creatives making a profitable income from their craft. If you enjoy today's episode, please share it on Instagram and tag us, and you can always leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people to find the show and helps me to bring on more amazing guests. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is such a delight. I'm happy to be here. I read your bio at the beginning of the show, but can you tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in your business? Yes. Uh, Well, my name is Amy. I bet you covered that already. Um, (laughs) I'm from Nova Scotia, Canada, um, which is a a beautiful little kind of corner of the world. Um, And I'm a photographer. So I originally was a photographer. I started out um, as a photographer for many years, and then I like many creatives was looking for a way to make more money and being able to live wherever I wanted. That was a big one. I was living in Toronto. It's easier to, you know, be a photographer in big city. Um, But I wanted to move home to my home province of Nova Scotia where uh, it's beautiful, but opportunities are fewer. So I needed something that wasn't location dependent. And that uh, led me to creating online courses. So I started creating online courses for makers to take photos of their own products for like their Etsy shops and their, you know, Shopify stores and things like that. And that really uh, blossomed quite a bit. And I guess the need was really there and it's, it's been wonderful to work with that community and to, you know, find this, to be honest, find the success that I tried so hard to find as a photographer for so many years. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough going as a creative uh, when you only have one income stream. So it was really nice. And that allowed me to move. So um, I now live in Nova Scotia and I I still teach creative entrepreneurs through my courses. And I have like a YouTube channel and I have a podcast that's more uh, business related. But yeah, it's just it's really been super rewarding to be able to create these courses for people. And I've expanded a little bit to include kind of like some Instagram trainings uh, in terms of photography and things like that. But yeah, really the cornerstone of my business is still teaching photography to non-photographers, basically to business owners who don't really want to be photographers. They just want to learn how to take 
good pictures for their business without, you know, having to have all these like elaborate and expensive setups and equipment and, you know, really learn all the high tech words and all of these things. Yeah, I think that's great. I am not a photographer, but I have to take photos of stuff every once in a while. And I'm just, I have the nice camera and I don't know what to do with it. And I feel like so many of us are there that we, we feel like we should be good at this skill because we're creative and we can figure things out, but it's not as easy as just clicking a button and having it come out well. No, it's so much more complicated than that. And, uh, and that's why, and I think a lot of people beat themselves up thinking it should be easy. It should just be, you point it at the thing and you click the button and what's wrong with me. And it's, it's not, there's nothing wrong with anybody. It's just a really technical craft. The lighting, it's all about lighting and lighting is a tricky muse and trying to figure it out. Uh, it's, it's not straightforward. Um, so in trying to figure it out, Uh, online can be really challenging because a lot of the stuff out there is made for photographers who understand all the lingo and have all this equipment. And there's not a lot out there for people who, who don't want to get into all that stuff, but just kind of want to be able to take a decent photo without all the elaborate gear and knowledge and all of that. So, mm. yeah. So today we're kind of talking about the Instagram side of things and choosing images that can really get people engaged and create conversions I think this is something people struggle with so much is what do I post? What do I need things to look like? And so I was really excited when you reached out about this because I think it's a need we have that we're kind of trying to follow what everybody else does instead of really knowing what it is that works and how we can do that in our own business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's start by kind of high level, why are the photos we choose to share on Instagram important, especially for increasing engagement on our accounts? Yeah. And really it is, it is about increasing engagements and, and converting people to buyers in some capacity or another. So really there's like, there's two big reasons why engagement is so important. And first of all, you want to give people something to actually engage with. When you just put up a photo of, say, your product or, you know, featuring a service that you provide, there's not a lot of opportunity for engagement. Someone's going to look at that and just be like, hey, that's nice. But there's no give and take. It's not a social interaction. You're just posting and saying, hey, this is a thing that I do. And people are like, okay. But there's not really an engagement. There's no back and forth there. So a lot of people will fall into that pattern of, just posting a photo from their website or for my people, one of their product listing photos, they'll post that. And there's just, it's not an engaging type of image. So something that is a photo of say, like a work in progress or a behind the scenes of you working. And maybe you're going to ask, Hey, uh, you know, making this bag, what material do you think I should use this one or this one? Or, you know, if you're a service-based entrepreneur, maybe you're going to say something like, you know, ask a question being like, do you prefer this or do you prefer this? Then all of a sudden you're posting something that is asking a question. You're getting people engaged. It, it requires more thought. Uh, and those, the images that you use with that are going to open up a conversation as well as your caption, of course. The other thing too, is that the algorithm is really designed to keep people on the platform. So the more somebody engages with your post, the more the algorithm is going to favor you. There's all these things going around. Do you see these posts where people post something that's like, the algorithm has changed, please like and follow or comment below. And those aren't really 
helpful because it's not as simple as just a save is worth the most. You have to hear this lately. The save is yep. worth more. And then there's like this priority sequence. And that is not accurate. All the algorithm cares about is that somebody is staying with you longer because the longer they're interested in your post or your profile or whatever, the longer they're on the platform and the more ad dollars they're going to make. So it's really just like, <laughs> how long can you keep this person look like interested in what's happening? And that's what the algorithm really wants to have happen. So algorithm is going to favor images that people are going to look at and stay with longer. So those are going to be more compelling images, more storytelling images, images that give them a glimpse of something that they find interesting, like behind the scenes or an adventure that you've gone on or something like that. So it's not as simple as just posting a photo of your product or a photo of, you know, like a MacBook in a coffee mug. Like it has to be more engaging than that. And it's getting more and more leaning towards the social side it is social media after all. So it is leaning more towards the social aspect. So it is finding those images that are more compelling, that do provoke more interest and get people just engaging with the post and the platform more. All right. So you've talked a little bit in there about some types of images, but let's really get into the kinds of photos that our clients and our customers want to see from us on social media. Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. So I think for from my perspective, and I think that this is probably mostly true, I think people seek out photos that either inspire them, inform them, or give them a glimpse into your world in some way. And then there's also, of course, like the memes. <laughs> people engage with memes because <laughs> they're funny and they're relatable and there's also that. Um, but, but for the purpose of probably your listeners, things that inspire them, inform them, and give them a glimpse into the world. So first of all, People, I think people follow all different accounts to kind of hit all of these different points. So somebody might follow like an interior designer to be inspired about decorating their office or decorating their house. Somebody might follow um, somebody who gives a lot of marketing tips. So they're getting informed about how they can market their business better. And then they might follow like a celebrity or a business owner that they really like because they want to see like those behind the scenes. What, what is their life like? You know, the same reason people watch reality TV. <laughs> they want to know uh, what people's lives are like especially if they're different than theirs or if it's something they're aspiring to be. So those are the kinds of things that people are really drawn to, I think, on Instagram. So to be even more specific than that, I think you can share some images that encourage engagement, like um, things that depict your process. If you're creative, then take photos of the different stages of you creating a piece. That can be something that's really compelling. Plus, it also gets people invested in the process so that they kind of see if they see a product or an art piece come to life and then they have the chance to buy it. Like, that's pretty cool to actually see it come to life. That's unique. That's different than what might happen if someone just went out and bought like a piece of wall art from like Walmart or whatever. So that's really big. And the other thing you can share is things like your life as an entrepreneur. A lot of people find the lifestyle of an entrepreneur really interesting. I think there should be a reality TV show about entrepreneurs, although it would probably also just be people in their sweatpants on their computers. So maybe yeah. not so interesting, <laughs> but um, you know, people do want to see the kind of behind the scenes of people, especially if they've gotten to a level of what people would consider success. People love to kind of see that, but even if not just seeing that process and seeing somebody evolve, that can be really amazing, especially if somebody follows you from early on. So sharing things like your process and, you know, where do you love to work and share a photo of your office? Or if you go to your favorite coffee shop and talk about that, take a photo of the playlist, like your phone with the playlist open that you have to listen to and talk about that. And these are just things that 
allow people to, to imagine your process as a creative or as an entrepreneur or whatever, because that is just, it's really interesting to people to see kind of that behind the scenes things. You can also share spaces that inspire you. Like even if you just go to a winery with your friend or you go to, um, you know, on a hike and you see something really beautiful, take photos of that, talk about your experience. And these are all things like if you were to meet up with a friend for coffee and your friend was like, hey, how are you? What have you been up to lately? And you said, well, I went to this amazing winery. These are the kinds of conversations you want to be having on Instagram to engage people in a social way and build those connections and relationships. So if you're sharing images like that, it's like talking to a friend and you're building these more meaningful connections with people online. And of course, pet photos, kid photos, <laughs> don't be afraid to share those. People think no one's going to care about that. I had a student who um, had a lot of goats, like, and, and it, it's, she had goats. Who doesn't love goats? If you don't like goats, I don't even understand, but um, you know, she loves, she, she had goats and she, her brand is very kind of like Western, like country Western. So it makes, it's totally on brand for her. And she said, I don't think anybody wants to see pictures of my goats. And I said, people 100% want to see pictures of your goats, take photos and put up photos of your goats. So I think a lot of people think no one's going to be interested in this because it's not directly the thing that they do. And that's just not the case. People want to see the, the whole picture. Yeah. That's actually, you know, thinking about what you said, kind of, we want to use Instagram to build relationships. And I think so many times we think we just need to share pictures of our different products or pictures of our work, testimonials, like those sorts of things. And it sounds like you're really encouraging people to like get outside of that, share your life. Don't feel like you're limited to creating a catalog of things as your Instagram feed. That's right. It's just not interesting. Like, I mean, people not on social media, if somebody is ready to buy from you, they're going to go to your website and then they'll see all of those things, your portfolio or your different things that you offer for sale or your different services that you offer. Social media is about making someone want to learn more. Really. It's about building those connections and building those relationships with people in a social way that makes them make people want to support you and want to take their relationship with you to the next level by handing over some sort of credit card or, or signing up for something or, you know, whatever. So how do we balance those two things? Feeling like we need to share kind of our work and what it is that we do, but we also want to build relationships and share the behind the scenes and how things are going. Well, you definitely nailed it with the balance because it is for sure a balance. I think that you can share, you can share photos of, your products and your services and your work and your testimonials. But I think it's important to make sure that whatever images you're posting are eye-catching still. It's, you know, don't have it just be a plain graphic with some text on it or just a plain product photo of a new product you have releasing. The images should be meaningful. So for product-based people, that means taking extra effort to create images that are specifically for social media. So product listing photos are serve a different function than social media photos. And I think the same would go for service-based people on your website, like a, a pretty photo of you with your MacBook at a coffee shop looks great on your website, but there's about a, 
million different like photos that look almost the exact same on Instagram. So if that's not really unique to you, so it's kind of a matter of finding those things that are more unique to you. So like for product listing photos, most of the time for your, you, your product listing photos are not going to resonate on Instagram. They're going to just fall flat because they have a different function. They're meant to inform people of the features of your product and compel them to buy. But on Instagram, you're not selling your product. On Instagram, you're selling the lifestyle around your product and you're selling you as a person. And I think the same can be said for service-based entrepreneurs. I'm trying to balance both of these things right now because I think your listeners are maybe both. I don't know. Um, but I, I know that if you have a service, you really want to not just sell your knowledge. You want to sell you personally and what your services do for people and what kind of your tips, the transformation that people would want to see. So by sharing those kinds of images, you're creating a much more powerful experience for people on the platform and connecting with you. So for product-based people, instead of posting just a straight product listing photo, post a really compelling storytelling photo that features your product and then sell the lifestyle around that. So your product can still be in it for sale, but let's cultivate kind of more of a story around it and, and create that image through a really nice styled photo with props and scenery and, you know, maybe some modeling, show it in action, that kind of thing, because that will be so much more compelling than just a product photo. And the other thing too, when you post photos of your life, so adding to the, that, not just posting photos of it, but if you are, even if you're a product-based seller, service-based, regardless, when you're posting photos of like your behind the scenes, you're creating strong connections and that's adding layers of why a follower is going to want to buy from you. Not just because they like the thing that you made, but because they like you, because they, you know, want to support you. They saw the product come to life and now they want it for themselves and, and that kind of thing. So to further uh, talk, oh, here's the thing that I see a lot. So I see a lot of service-based entrepreneurs who uh, post a lot of tips on their Instagram, which is great. So they post tons of Instagram tips, let's just say. And maybe you'll go through to their profile and you just see a whole wall of Instagram tips. And that's great. It's great to share tips and establish yourself as an authority in your area of expertise. But if that's all you ever share, no one will want to take their relationship with you any further. They'll just enjoy your great tips and that's it. That's all you'll kind of be. But if you also share stories of your life, of your entrepreneurship journey, your challenges, your triumphs, your quote, why, uh, why you do your business and, and all those kinds of things, and you're building a connection that fully fleshes out that, that whole infamous no like, and trust factor. We've all heard that one, right? Yep. <laughs> so that people know you like you and trust you. Well, with all of these great tips you're giving out, you're developing that trust factor. Okay. They trust you. They know, you know what you're talking about, but what about the no factor and the like factor? You know, if they don't know you and they don't like you, I mean, they might like you as far as your tips are concerned, but they don't know any more to go on than that. Then you're really losing out on kind of that full picture. Yeah. Pun totally intended. But <laughs> I think that's amazing. And, and I feel like we have seen so many people, especially in the service-based business, it's, it's a stock photo of somebody at a laptop, it's a stock photo of a desk. And I mean, I've done the same thing because we don't know what else to post. That's what everybody's doing. So that's what we're doing. And I love the idea that we're not trying to sell necessarily a website through Instagram or to sell whatever service or product. It's selling the transformation, the lifestyle, everything that comes around that. And then 
it makes sense that people don't really care what it looks like so much on Instagram. They want to know about how it's created and how you work before they get into the actual, okay, I want to actually work from this person and give them my credit card. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody really likes you, I mean, there's people I follow on Instagram that I just think are really cool people. And if I could find a way to work with them, I would like, not only am I just kind of like, okay, you've convinced me, I want to buy from you now, but I may even be thinking, I like you and I want to work with you. How can we make this happen. <laughs> you know, that like factor is the no and like piece of that puzzle uh, are, are so important and, and so powerful. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. All right. So let's talk about style on Instagram. I think this is a big reason why especially service-based people use stock photos is mm -hmm. we know it needs to look consistent. So is having a consistent style important? And how do we achieve one if we're trying to share images that aren't necessarily downloaded from a library somewhere? <laughs> yeah, that I understand. So, okay, well, in terms of consistent style and having a consistent uh, cohesive look on your feed. People often wonder if it's important. And the answer is kind of yes and no, which is what everybody wants to hear when they ask a question. <laughs> so clear. Uh, but to further expand on that, having a consistent branded style can help you stand out and be recognizable. So there are a lot of pros to having that consistent branded look. Um, and of course, an aesthetically pleasing profile can be a real selling point for some potential followers. If somebody sees a picture in the feed on their you know, phone, they may click through to your profile. And if it looks really visually appealing, you might get a follow. If it looks kind of a mess, some people might not want to follow. Some people really just love that aesthetic look. I think a lot of people on Instagram still do, but I think it's really important to not get too hung up on it being perfect. First of all, because it can just paralyze you from posting enough or at all. And like you said, it, people may just end up defaulting to stock images that all look the same rather than images that are really truly authentic and unique to them. And the other thing too, is that if you go to those Instagram accounts and there's fewer of them these days, and that there's a reason why, which is what I'm going to get to. Um, and they look very, very perfect. They look pretty artificial. I mean, people kind of know your life is not like this. <laughs> this does not feel real to me. There is just too perfect and everything's so curated. And, and people kind of see that and don't feel a connection there. They may follow because they think it's pretty, but it's not going to have that deep connection that you necessarily want with people. So while it's great to have a general vibe on your feed, don't get too hung up on the perfection of having a, every image you post just fitting perfectly in with that curated look. Um, because yeah, people really do want kind of authenticity more, I think, than they want that pretty cohesive look. There are some guidelines that you can follow to 
try to help make your posts feel more branded and cohesive. So for one, you can stick with a general tone. So you can either uh, stick with images that are kind of lighter in tone or darker in tone or colorful across the board. And that in itself will be fairly cohesive. So that's kind of a really easy way to start. Now, if you're like me, I do not prescribe to that at all Uh, (laughs) because Sometimes I take darker photos that I love and I want to share them. I'm a photographer. I work with a variety of different tones, depending on my mood, the collection that I'm working on, the season, whatever. Um, So I share what I want, really. I share what I feel good about. And oftentimes that ends up being different tones. If you go to my Instagram profile right now, you'll see different tones. Uh, But what I do try to do to make it look a little more organized is I try to alternate. So I'll have like a light tone and then a dark tone and then a light tone and then a dark tone because that looks a little bit more intentional. It looks a little more aesthetically pleasing. And for me personally, because I really like order, um, it, it fits better for me. But that being said, I won't refrain from posting something I really feel is important to post because it doesn't fit into that pattern that I have, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I, and I also love color. Uh, color is a big part of my brand and I love, I love color. So a lot of my photos have color in them. If you scroll my feed, it's, it's a generally colorful type of feed. So there are kind of some brand pillars that you can pull on to have kind of a consistent look. Um, I think the feed needs to be a balance of what feels authentic to you and looking cohesive. So don't sacrifice one for the other. Try to find a balance as much as you can and try to find a harmony in those two things. Uh, You can also use presets, which are like a filter um, to edit your photos. So you can even get them for Lightroom Mobile, which is a free app that you can use on your phone. You can actually take photos right in the app. I recommend it a lot. And you can either create your own presets or you can buy presets that can edit all your photos in a similar way. So they look like they fit together a little bit better. Um, But a word to the wise to my product people that a lot of those presets do influence the colors of a photo. And you, you don't want to use those if you have products, because it'll make your colors uh, of your products look all weird. People don't like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that's really helpful um, because it gives us a little bit more freedom to think about. It doesn't all have to be exactly like bright white every time, but just a general feeling of, okay, it all looks like it goes together if you see it together, but it, I don't have to like put my kid against a white wall when I want to take a picture of him. He can be in the grass or the pool and I can just make sure it's bright like the rest of the images I'm sharing. Yeah, exactly. I just think it's really important not to get really hung up on everything fitting together perfectly at, at the sacrifice of sharing things that you think will be impactful and that will connect with people. That should be your priority and try to make them fit as best you can into a cohesive look, but don't get really hung up to the point where you, you aren't posting something that could be really beneficial or whatever. All right. So let's talk about kind of where we can find images if we are trying to do stock images. Um, and then we can also talk about t- some tips for doing DIY photos. So we have a balance of those. All right. Well, I'm going to ruin your entire, <laughs> what you just asked. No, I'm not going to entirely, but I just want to stress that whenever possible, you should take the photos yourself or have a professional take them for you because followers can instinctively sense a stock photo, like a mile away <laughs> And your Instagram efforts are going to pay off so much more if you post images that are really unique to you. So to keep in mind that you're building connection. So you're building connection. People want to see you. They want to see your life, your home, your adventures, your office. 
And nine out of 10 times a stock image is going to get way less engagement than a photo that's unique to you. Uh, unless you're real good at your captions. <laughs> if you're excellent at writing a caption, then, uh, you know, it, and sometimes it's not to say that people don't enjoy these photos. They do, but it just won't get as much engagement. So you're not going to turn people off or people will be like, oh my gosh, a stock photo, unfollow. You know, no one's going to do that. People may even appreciate your photo, but they're just, they don't, um, they don't encourage the same level of engagement as photos that are unique to you. Um, and I will say before I go on to share my tips about stock photos, um, I will say this is please do not be afraid to show your face. I know a lot of people are afraid to show up in a real way and they think they can only take a photo or share a photo of themselves you know, from that were taken from their brand photo shoot when their hair and makeup was done and their styling is perfect and all of that. But I, I have a workshop that I put on a couple times a year called Shine and it's just teaching people how to take their own brand portraits so that they can share more on Instagram and social media and stuff like that of themselves. It's all sparked when everyone went into lockdown with a pandemic and people were <laughs> freaking out because they needed brand photos. So I said, I'll teach you, I'll teach you how to do it. But since then it's kind of evolved and into kind of really showing up in a more authentic and real way. And as I tell my shine workshop participants, you're more critical of yourself than anybody else is. So you may feel like you're not photo worthy or whatever, but People just want to see you and they want to see that you're a real person. We are over picture perfect people. Like we want real, we want relatable. And actually at the beginning of Shine, I have an introductory audio clip that encourages participants to embrace all, all that they are and find the beauty in themselves and not be afraid to show up. And I tell them that the canvas, the, your, sorry, your body is the canvas for your life. And all that you have experienced and created in your life. So what could be more beautiful than that? Absolutely nothing. I mean, I know it's easy to say the words and it's harder to believe them, but I just feel like it's so important that people hear that message and know that you don't have to look perfect or be perfect. You don't need to lose 10 more pounds or, you know, get your eyebrows waxed, like just <laughs> to show up. That's all people want, really. I think social media, especially Instagram has changed over the years and especially recently where we're not looking for perfectly consistent feeds and perfectly edited images anymore. We want to engage with people. And I think especially with stories and reels and all of that, like the reason they work is because you're getting to like have a conversation and see behind the scenes and get a little bit more than just the perfect picture that they chose and the caption they spent three hours writing. Oh, 100%. I think people want more than anything, just to feel connected to people and feel like they have something in common, especially, I think the pandemic has pushed that all so much more to the forefront. We've all been alone for so long that you just feel like you want to connect with someone and you connect with people who you feel like you have some common ground and who you see yourself in. If you see an Instagram influencer with like a perfect Photoshop body and a spray tan and everything smooth and, and fake and not real, that doesn't make anyone feel great about themselves <laughs> or, or feel like they want to be friends with that person. I mean, I personally would be like, I can't stand next to you if you look like this. <laughs> I just don't want to. It makes me feel bad. But I mean, I think people, when they see somebody online who isn't afraid to show up without makeup on or isn't afraid to show a photo of themselves with a belly bulge or a stretch marks or whatever, um, it, it gives us all permission to just be ourselves. 
and to not worry about that stuff as much anymore. And that if that person's able to put it out there, then, then maybe I can also put it out there and it won't be so bad. Um, so anyway, that's a diversion from your, <laughs> your question about stock photos. But uh, I do think that it's it's an important message for people to hear, especially people who are building businesses, because when we are small businesses, we're the face of our businesses. And if you aren't showing up, it's going to be very difficult for people to you know, feel like they know and trust you and for that business to grow. Uh, most of the time, our businesses are personal brands as small business owners. And that's just a reality. People want to buy from people. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So stock photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you do want to include some stock photos and it can be nice, you know, if you're really busy and you need a, a graphic for something you're promoting, you just want to kind of throw something up there once in a blue moon, then there's some free stock websites that um, I really like unsplash.com for free stock photos. I'll use them to, for like the background of my Trello boards and stuff. <laughs> um, and they have a really great selection of different photos. I mean, it, it ranges from everything. It's not all like, you know, say female entrepreneur type images, but there are some there that would be a good fit. So they're free and, you know, you can give the creator credit if you feel so compelled, but um, really great quality photos, really easy to navigate website. It's not, um, you know, sometimes there's a lot of ads and things that you're hard to navigate. It's a great site. Uh, and there are, of course, pay for subscription type stock uh, websites. You would want to, of course, just make sure that they're a fit for your brand and, Whenever possible, I encourage people to support stock image businesses that show a wide range of diversity. There was a, I think it's slowly getting better, but there was certainly a long period of time where there was no people of color at all in any of these stock photos or no variety, no, no uniqueness, no diversity whatsoever. And I, I really encourage people to try to seek out um, some of these uh, websites that do have more variety and, and kind of support them because I think they're on the right track for the future um, and, and for kind of being more inclusive. So I don't have any uh, off the top of my head to recommend, but I, I would recommend seeking those out. They do exist. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And I mean, there are still times that we might need to share a stock photo and they're great for your website too. So like you're going to, you might need them eventually. You're just going to use them a little bit differently than always having that be what you're posting. Right. Absolutely. I mean, what, you know, once in a while or as, as part of your strategy is not the end of the world for sure, especially if it means that you're at least posting something, but um don't let it be a crutch for not showing up yourself. All right. So can you give us some quick tips on DIYing photos then for people who feel like I'm not taking photos because I can't take good ones? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So um, lighting is really important and also lighting and uh, probably also lighting. <laughs> <laughs> lighting is so, so important. It is the cornerstone of all photography. It is literally what makes a photo happen. It's light. Photography is derived from, I believe, the Greek uh, meaning drawing with light. So it is um, all about light and the quality of light. So no matter what you're using for a camera, whether it's a DSLR camera or your smartphone, make sure that you're seeking out the best lighting possible. So that could be taking photos next to a bright window in your home, um, outside in the shade, avoid direct sunlight because it causes some really harsh shadows and, and really strong highlights that are not appealing at all. Uh, unless of course you are outside in the very early morning or in the evening, that's what, what we call the golden hour. Well, you know, when the light is really soft and dreamy, 
that's fine. Get out in that light. That's okay. But uh, other than that, yeah, stay out of the light. Um, but but find uh, direct in sorry indirect bright light. Stumbling over my directness there. But you want to seek out indirect light, meaning light that doesn't come directly from the source to hit you or whatever it is you're taking a photo of, because just the strong shadows. You'll see them. They have a very strong defined edge. It's not a good look. Um, so avoid that. And choose styling that feels good to you and will resonate with your ideal customers and stop them scrolling in their tracks because that's really what it's all about. So people are just scrolling kind of half mindlessly. So you want to take compelling images that people are going to want to stop and look at more. So that means knowing your ideal customers who you want to grab their attention and including things in the photos that will speak to them through, you know, whatever props you choose or the styling you choose or the area you choose to take a photo in. And incorporating those uh, elements are really going to create a lot more um, interest than a, a more plain photo or one that misses the mark. So styling is pretty important. Um, and also when you edit your photos, which nine out of time, 10 times you should, especially if you're a product-based seller, you definitely have to edit your photos, edit them tastefully. So let's avoid the oversaturation, avoid the heavy contrast, avoid those strong filters, and just kind of think of it as enhancing a photo instead of completely altering it. All right. That would be about it. Those are my main points of, of, for kind of a quick and dirty tips. Those are, those would be them. I love those tips. I think it makes it feel a lot more accessible than like, you have to learn how to do all these little technical details is find good light, do a little bit of editing, do your styling and it'll work out fine. That's right. And just practice, take lots of photos. Don't, you know, it can be fun. I think a lot of people see it as something that's really just uh, something they dread doing and they don't want to do it. And it's kind of more of a, of a, you know, pain in their side than anything else. But if you start to see it as something that maybe could be a fun, creative thing for you to do and put a little less pressure on it and have a little more fun with it, you may even find that you develop a bit of a hobby with it and start to really enjoy it. It doesn't have to be something that is just a thorn in your side. It can be something that is a lot of fun. So just take lots of photos. Take When you're just out walking your dog, look at different opportunities to take some photos that you think might resonate with your people. A photo of a cool door on a building or the sunset through the trees or something like that. Just start to look. Look for cool photos that you think are fit for you that make, you know, make sense for you and that your ideal customers will dig. All right. So as we wrap up these questions, is there anything we missed or any last tips that you wanted to share? I don't think so. It felt pretty thorough. (laughs) (laughs) We gave people a lot to think about and kind of take away from this. So let's wrap up with, if you could recommend one thing to a friend, what would that be? So mm, that's a good one. Now, is it, are we talking like a tangible thing or is this just like sage advice? Either one doesn't have to be business related. Mm. It's (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is exciting. Okay. Well, I'll do one for both then. How about, um, okay. So for kind of a tangible thing, since we're on the topic of Instagram, I really recommend people follow body positivity accounts that has really changed things. I think for me in the way I see how we show up online and how we feel about ourselves. Uh, one of my favorites is Alex light. Uh, and her handle is at Alex light underscore LDN for London. She's from London, but she just really is fantastic. And I think just 
really helps people put things in perspective in terms of their own body. She's recovering from, she has recovered from having an eating disorder. And she talks about that, but even just uh, for people who haven't had issues with eating disorders, just general feeling about your body. And it's not, you know, it's still about health. Like she still, you know, obviously encourages health, but it's not about that. She just focuses on feeling good about who you are and the skin you're in. And I think that it's really powerful. And there's a lot of influencers out there right now who are um, strong advocates for feeling better about ourselves. And I hope that we're moving into a generation where people can be more than just one size and look just one way. And, and I like, I figure, and I, I actually do recommend her to friends, which is why I wanted to say that (laughs) because I literally, you have to follow this person. She's so great. And she just, her perspective is amazing. And the way that she shares her own self and her own journeys is just really incredible. So highly recommend that. And she's a great example of how people just fall in love with someone who's so real online. Um, So check her out for sure. And uh, yeah, so in terms of sage advice, um, on a different note, I would say, I just would like to encourage anyone to create every day, create something every day. We are all creative people. I spent a period of time thinking I wasn't a creative person, even though I was a photographer, which was weird. But um, we're all creative people. Everything we do, when we pick out an outfit, we're creative. When we rearrange our room where creative. Do you remember when you were a kid and you'd rearrange your room and it was the coolest thing ever? Yes. (laughs) Right. We all had that shared experience, I think. And that is creativity at work. It is creating an environment that's different and, and special, or, you know, if you're creating, you know, a work of art or could be in any element of your daily life, find an opportunity to be creative in some way, because it feeds the soul and it just helps with our mind spaces and and it helps fuel our work and it's self-care and it's so many different things. All right. So where can people find you online so that they can connect with you? Probably Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram is definitely my, my most favored platform. I'm on Instagram at amy.takes.pictures on there quite a bit. And I also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is youtube.com slash Amy Eaton. Um, and those are my main thing. And of course my podcast is called bold company and it's not related to photography. It's really just, I sit down with creative entrepreneurs and we have a completely unplanned and unscripted talk <laughs> about wherever the conversation goes, usually something related to it, it's related to business in some capacity or another, their journey to where they are. Um, it's very candid. It's a lot of fun. And I would love for for people to, from your podcast to go listen to it because it is um, wonderful. And it's something that I take great joy in creating. Awesome. I will link to all of that in the show notes. Um, And I think that sounds like a great podcast to kind of learn from people without feeling like, okay, I have to write down a to-do list of things to take away from this. Yeah. Cause I don't know about all of you, but I listen to podcasts in my car or when I'm, you know, just kind of doing something else that I can't stop doing dishes or something like that. I can't just stop and write things down. I always have these great ideas and I'm usually, I, I ask Siri to take a note for me, but it's also <laughs> nice to listen to podcasts where you can kind of just be a fly on the wall of a conversation. So I think both types of podcasts are very special and important, but, um, I, I really enjoy, um, the conversations that I have with people. There's just some amazing, powerful tidbits and pieces that come out of our conversations and they tend to go in the 
most unusual directions. It's, it's a great time. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all of this. I think it's really going to give people kind of a mindset shift around this and hopefully they can take something from this conversation and make a change in their Instagram and really see that increased engagement that'll encourage them to keep going. Absolutely. And everyone feel free to follow me and, and DM me. If you hear this conversation, I'm, I love chatting with people and I'd love to follow your journey as well after you uh, hopefully take in some of these tips and yeah, be great. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.